What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. Being a great builder is about understanding who you are and what makes you tick. And one thing that I know to be true about myself is that I am a people pleaser. I just naturally derive a ton of my happiness and my confidence from making those around me happy. And this tendency to put others before me can be both great and a huge challenge. It's great because it makes my default setting empathy and serving others, but it also leads me to take things personally. And that is why one of the hardest experiences that I have had as an entrepreneur to date has been employees telling me that they were leaving the business. Over time, I've figured out ways to depersonalize the act of an employee quitting, and I've figured out ways to adopt a growth mindset where I approach inevitable turnover that happens in any business with curiosity rather than anxiety. But it is not easy at all, and it's something I'm still trying to figure out. I'm gonna walk you through the process, and my goal for you is to bring this approach into your professional life during the interpersonal challenges that you are inevitably going to face at work. Let's hop into it. I always had this image in my head of building the best possible culture at a company. If I wasn't a CEO, I could very easily see myself being a chief people officer. I've always wanted to build a culture that's so good that no one would ever have an interest in leaving, but that's just not realistic. And I had this view until someone did decide to leave. And that someone wasn't just anyone at Morning Brew. It was literally our first employee. It was just so demoralizing for me as someone who takes so much pride in putting others first. Here's the context around employee number one. Morning Brew's first hire was a writer. As I've said in previous episodes, nothing was more important than creating great content, and the only way to do that was getting a full-time writer on board. We found our first employee on AngelList, and he started February of 2017. It was just him and me in a startup accelerator space on NYU's campus. And my co-founder, Austin, would join us a few months later after he graduated from college. From when he joined to when he quit, things could only be described as very intense. This guy was writing a daily newsletter all by himself with light editing from me. But again, remember, I wasn't a professional writer or editor. And then he would schedule the newsletter to be sent to our tens of thousands of readers the next day. Remember, we were a daily newsletter, so he was also working on it during the weekend. The only way that I can describe the early days of building our business is we were sprinting a marathon. That's how to describe it. But it was an exhausting process that had no end in sight. Employee number one would get in around 8.30. He would start reading the news at 9. And then from about 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., he would crank out the newsletter by himself. After about 12 hours of work, he would then have to schedule the email to be sent out which in the early days of our business literally involved him coding in HTML and CSS to get the email template right. If it wasn't clear from me saying it, from you hearing that process, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, that is exhausting. How did he make it? Well, he didn't. After about four months of enduring the news cycle and writing 
the newsletter within a day one startup, he officially couldn't do it anymore. And I will never forget the interaction. We were sitting at our shared long desk in the NYU incubator, which by the way, we weren't even part of the incubator. We just somehow convinced someone to let us use the desk. It was Friday afternoon and our writer asked if he could chat with me in the one shared conference room in this space. By the way, this is when I very quickly learned that Friday late afternoon meetings initiated by employees, never a good sign. We sat down. The employee looked so nervous on the verge of tears. I was so nervous. My heart was pounding out of my chest. That's when he proceeded to tell me that the job was simply taking too much of a toll on his body. He was completely burnt out and he just couldn't do it anymore. I felt horrible. The last thing you want to hear from an employee is that their job is literally making them sick. That made me sick. I remember spending that week obsessing over what we could have done differently to make it work. How could we have made his hours more reasonable? How could we have had a more open dialogue prior to things becoming unsustainable and unbearable for him? How could I have been a better manager? I wasn't able to do it at the time, but in retrospect, I was more able to separate my own feelings of disappointment and self-doubt from what was ultimately a career and lifestyle decision of another person. Here are a few of the learnings that I had from the experience with employee number one. The first, you can't expect an employee to work as hard for as long as a founder. It's not reasonable. I owned a large portion of the business. Austin owned a large portion of the business. The first employee in our business did not. Why would it be fair to expect them to work as hard as us? It just simply isn't. The second learning, early startup employees need to have a love for the business and for the grind. If you just take a job because it's a job that's paying the bills, you will be miserable when you find out that a startup job generally in the early days encroaches on a significant portion of your life. If you're expecting a nine to five or honestly even an eight to six, early stage startups are probably not the right fit. And the third and final learning, especially in the early days when 15 hour days were commonplace, it was never too frequent to see how my co-founder or our employees were doing. If I could change one thing, it would just simply be checking in more on everyone involved in the business because the emotional toll was real for everyone. All in all, it was a pretty shitty experience. I was really self-conscious about my management abilities, and I just felt horrible about making someone so miserable in their role with us. It, it literally was the opposite of what my goal was, was to build the best culture of any business in the world. But of course, when it rains, it pours. It wasn't enough for employee number one to quit. Employee number two quit as well. There was some time in between these two departures, so I don't want to make it like literally we had two employees, one quit one day, then the next day, employee number two came in and quit. Basically, employee number two was a replacement for employee number one, and so there was time between their departures. But for my ego, a very troubling pattern was forming, which was the opposite of the culture and the environment that I wanted to build in our business. Employee number two joined right after employee number one, and he couldn't have had a more different background. Employee number one was a traditionally trained journalist, someone who thrived in a newsroom and wanted to cover one very specific industry in his dream job. If I remember correctly, he was very into transportation and auto. Employee number two was a friend of a friend. He had zero traditional editorial background, but his writing just jumped off the page and it made us all laugh. 
He was a really hard worker and loved everything about the Morning Brew brand. What we quickly found out was the grind was not going to be what took employee number two out of the business. He was determined to make it work, and while he definitely found the role to be exhausting at points, he was committed to making it through the 15-hour days until we were able to hire support for him. But while he lasted longer, he still didn't last. A little over a year after joining the team, employee number two quit the brew. I was stunned. He was so passionate about our brand and constantly reiterated how much he cared. I couldn't fathom it. If I couldn't get this person, literally the perfect person who was so passionate about Morning Brew to stay, I literally had no idea how I could get any employee to stay in our business. Similar to employee number one, I went down the rabbit hole of connecting this person's decision to my own failings as a person. Similar to the first resignation conversation, employee number two was visibly nervous, as was I, and he proceeded to explain to me that while he loved the brew, he couldn't see himself being a writer for the rest of his career, and so every day spent writing felt like wasted time that he could be figuring out what he does want to do. I felt better about this conversation than I did with employee number one, because it seemed like his reason for leaving was around personal interests not the environment created by our business. But it still felt incredibly shitty. Ultimately, employee number two left the brew, he signed up for a coding boot camp, and he became a full-stack developer at a tech startup. The learning here was that while making risky hires can pay off, they are also risky. And when I say risky, I mean hiring someone who hasn't done the job you hired them for before. Employee number two had never been a writer, And while we thought he was gifted and could perfectly balance being informative and entertaining, which is exactly what Morning Brew achieves, we ran the risk of him not enjoying writing full-time. All in all, both experiences were humbling ones. While maybe these employees left for their own reasons that didn't have to do with the brew or my management style, my personality lent itself to personalizing these experiences. It was pretty simple in my mind. I wanted to build a great culture. I wanted to build a culture in which people joined and never left. Our first two employees left. It must have meant that I didn't build a good culture. I failed in building our culture. That's what went through my mind. It took these experiences and many others for me to recognize the importance of having a curious, but not a personalized mindset to leadership. But just like hiring or firing, when an employee quits, attaching yourself emotionally to what happened can be a slippery slope. Building is all about momentum. And one of the biggest killers of momentum is killing your confidence. There was nothing worse for my confidence than someone leaving the business because I told myself it was my fault. Everything should be a learning experience, but not everything needs to be a personalized experience. As a next step for you all, reflect on a professional moment you took really personally. It might be something you're going through right now with a coworker, a boss, a former company that you were at, and I urge you to analyze this situation and reframe it. What has happened has happened, so there's no point in you saying, what if, or if I did this differently, but think about how whatever the experience is that you're thinking about can better inform the decisions you make as a builder moving forward. Let me know how it's going or how it went. I want to hear from you. Shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com. As always, thank you so much for listening to Founders Journal, and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. 
You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.